We're going to continue with part two of Lean and Fit. We were in Revelation chapter 12, and we talked about the war in heaven and Satan when he was kicked out of heaven because of the rebellion he, he, he started. And he was cast to earth. And very important, what I paid attention to, what is what, the reason why the back, the for Lean and Fit, it said in verse 12, Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea. And if you get the definition of woe, it's an exclamation of grief, sorrow, or distress. Misery, heartbreak, despair, trial, trouble. So in the same verse before, it said there was rejoicing in heaven when, he got, when the rebellion was put down and he got kicked out. But he got kicked down to earth and it said, woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea. So you know what that means. You all on earth are in trouble. Because misery, heartbreak, despair, trial, trouble is what is going to be for the people on earth. That's what's happening. That's the corruption that's in this world. But right after that, the verse before that, said verse 11, but it says, They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. So we know when we heard that, in that verse, we know there's hope. So it's important that we who are in Christ understand the arena or the environment in which we are players. The arena is the world and the systems that dictate how we live. It is made up of the physical and the spiritual. We know that the world and its systems are controlled by Satan. We know that. I'm not going to go into the background of how he got the authority. We know that. That the spirit of Antichrist or the spirit of disobedience is prevalent among all who walk in the lust of their flesh. Everyone who walks in their own way own desires are caught up in the corruption that's in the world. So the orchestrator of all that corruption is Satan. That's why it says, woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea. So in other words, the environment in which we all live in is hazardous to our well-being. And we are all prone to corruption. Yes, we are all prone to corruption. Whether you're in Christ or you're not in Christ, we are all prone to corruption. So as long as we are in the flesh, in this physical body, we are still susceptible to corruption. But the good news is that God has already made a way and Jesus is the way. To overcome in this world, one has to be lean and fit. You can't be at ease and you can't be fat and you can't be lazy. You've got to be lean and fit. And the analogy I gave, I compared the domesticated animals to those of the wild. Wild. And the domesticated animals, as I said, was not equipped to survive in the wild. They won't make it. They won't survive. Whereas the animals in the wild are cunning. Their senses are well developed for survival. So God doesn't want his children to be like the domesticated animals. Clueless, unable to thrive in a hostile environment. We want ease. We want comfort. We want to be sure that we are safe, that nothing's going to happen. But we live in a hostile environment. So you, you can't worry about being at ease. What you have to know is how to deal with the trial when it comes. Because the Bible says when you fall into trial. So when means it's going to happen. But God has already equipped you to overcome. So we can't be afraid of the enemy. We have to learn how to be able to be masters in the spiritual so we can deal with him. We are masters in the physical but we are, we are dunces in the yeah. spirit. So God, our Father, doesn't want us to be clueless and unable to thrive in a hostile environment. I don't care what you think. 
if this environment we're living in was so perfect, God wouldn't have to do away with it. But he said, heaven and earth will pass away. And there will be a new heaven and a new earth. So everything is going to be done away with. Why? Because it's corrupted. So we have to become masters in the spiritual things. And overcome in our environment. And this can only be done by faith in Christ. When it says in, in Revelation, they overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. That means what? We have the ability to overcome. And it's Amen. done by Christ. The word, the blood of the Lamb, Christ. The word of our testimony. Why? When you get an understanding of who you are in Christ and who our enemy is, when you understand the environment that you're living in and who you are, the authority you have, you don't have to worry. You don't have to be afraid. You know you will thrive in the, in the hostile, in this hostile environment. We are, we are not like those who have no hope. We have hope. But we have, because we have Christ. And we are learning. We are being taught and schooled. Not only by preaching and reading, but the Holy Spirit is the one who will teach us. When, the, when Jesus died and resurrected, after the whole, Jesus said, when the Holy Spirit comes, before He resurrected, He told them, when the Spirit of truth comes, He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all the things I have spoken to you. And the disciples said it. They said, we know Christ. Now, after the Spirit, they got an understanding of who He really was after He died and resurrected. And when the Holy Spirit came, the Holy Spirit was teaching them about truly who He is and what Jesus accomplished. So then, they were really lean and fit. Paul, Peter, once they got an understanding of who they were, they weren't afraid. Okay, so, alright, let's pick up now, part two. To survive in this hostile environment, we must know who we are. In the wild, the young learn who they are by watching their parents. Just like our kids know who they are by watching their parents. You want to know what the parents are like? Watch the kids. You want to know what, the children are, what God's children are like? Watch his kids. I'm not talking about the crazy ones. I'm talking about the ones who are truly walking like their father. But we learn who we are by watching our parents. That's how animals learn who they are. That's how they learn to survive. That's how they learn who the enemy is. That's how they learn what to eat, what not to eat. That's how they learn what, where to go and where not what to go. That's how they learn. So there cannot be any confusion about this because their survival depends on it. You cannot be confused in who you are when you're out in the wild. You've got to know who you are and you've know, got to know what you're capable of doing or not doing. If you're a dog and you think you're an eagle, you're in trouble. Because you might think you could jump off the cliff and fly, but, but according to the law of gravity, you're going to go down and you're not equipped to soar. Because you're not, you're not physically equipped to do that. Let's go to Mark 1 and then we're going to go to Matthew 4. Let me know when you're at Mark chapter 1 verses 12 and 13 please. So this has to do with uh, Jesus when he was, when he, after he was baptized. It says in verse 12, Mark chapter 1 verses 12 and 13. It says, immediately the Spirit drove him into the wilderness. After he was baptized, he was immediately led into the wilderness. And he was there in the wilderness 40 days, tempted by Satan, and was with the wild beasts and the angels ministered to him. 
Let's go to uh, Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 through 11 now. I wanted to read that because that had a few things in there that didn't, it's not in, in Matthew. Okay, Matthew chapter 1, chapter 4, verses 1 through 11. Are you there? Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. So that's another, another um, version of it. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, afterward he was hungry. Now in Mark chapter, chapter, um, Mark chapter, four, Mark chapter 1, it said, it said that he was in the wilderness 40 days tempted by Satan. Understand that he was in the wilderness 40 days, so he was being consistently put under pressure or tested. Verse 3, now when the tempter came to him, he said, if. You are the Son of God. Command that these stones become bread. But he answered Jesus and said, Jesus answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him up into the holy city and set him on a pinnacle of the temple. And he said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge over you. And in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Then Jesus said to him, It is written again, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. Again the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, All these things I will give you if you will, if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only you shall serve. Then the devil left him, and he, and he behold, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. Now, in these verses, there are many things, avenues I can go, but I want to deal with being lean and fit. And there are specific things I just want to point out in this in these verses. Understand Jesus was in the wilderness. And he was there 40 days and was tempted by the enemy. By the devil. Over that time. That time that was relentless. Imagine 40 days. Not eating. Not drinking. Anything. Imagine. I don't know what he was tempted with. But we did see three of the main things that he was tempted with. But you just put yourself in some of the things that you have been seduced or try to be seduced with you name it 40 days and nights being under relentless attack physical and mental so you just think of the different things you know we read through this but we don't understand the mental anguish and the physical stress it takes on the body go, being under attack but also while Jesus was in the wilderness it didn't say it here but Knowing how God works, and you go through, and if you go back to the series of the wilderness, and with Abraham and all these people, Moses, where they were in the wilderness, the things they had to learn and go through. I believe Jesus also, while he was in the wilderness, he was also being schooled, and tutored, and trained by the Father through the Spirit. His fellowship with the Father was strengthened and he was in preparation to launch his ministry. So as soon as he came out of the wilderness, Jesus launched his, he launched his ministry. 
He couldn't long, he, even though he was filled with the Holy Spirit when he was baptized, he was filled with the Holy Spirit. He wasn't immediately launching his ministry. He had to go in the wilderness. And there are things that happen in the wilderness. When you're schooled, you're trained. And when you overcome and come through it, and these, the, the last, the ones that, uh, the temptations that they recorded here, these are some of the ones he had to go through. But after he overcame, then he went out and, and his ministry was launched. Okay? So, I'm not going to go back and talk about the wilderness experience. That, that, I covered that in there. But what I want you to look at, look at Jesus' responses to the devil and you will see something he knew about himself and he knew about the devil. Very key. You got to know who you are. And you got to know what, who your enemy is. In verse 3, it says, And when the tempter came to him, he said, If, if is a condition, if you are the Son of God, command thee that these stones become bread. And in verse, and in the other verse he said, uh, verse 6, he said, if you are the Son of God, throw yourself down. Hmm. When I read that, I said, that's interesting. If is a setup. The way the word he said it, if you are. Have you ever been in a situation where someone will say, you say, um, you know, I can make this, I can, I can, you know, my wife always talk, of, you know, talk about my wife's cooking, my wife's baking. So somebody who's never experienced her cooking or baking, they don't know. <laughs> they don't know. So they say, if you are such a good baker, or if you are such a good chef, make me something. You've got to prove to me that what you say you are, who they say you are, you've got to prove it to me. She might be an egomaniac. I'm not saying my wife is. But she might be an egomaniac. I say, well, if that's what they think, and they, they want to, you know, they're coming after me like that, you know, trying to make me think, you know, make me look like I, I'm not who they say I am. I'm going to bake, and I'm going to cook, and I'm going to show them how good I am. How, a, how good a chef I am. How good a baker I am. I'm going to show them. Listen to that. Who has the power? Who has the power there? Thank you. The person who set you up has the power over you. Check yourself. How many times? And you, you see it with, uh, you know, I remember when I was young. Young, well, young, I'm not old, I'm young. I remember when I was younger. When people used to pose those things to me. Oh, you think you're all that? You know, kids are, are, are dealing with that all the time in school. Oh, you think you're this, you think you're that? I don't believe that. And what they try to do? They try to prove to the person that they are who they say they are. Mm -hmm. Who has the power? The person who made the suggestion has the power over them. They are just reacting because their ego was bruised. So Satan is setting Jesus up. But Jesus is not falling for it. If you are the Son of God, come, command these stones to make bread. Command these stones to become bread. If you are the Son of God. And what did Jesus say? Man shall not live by bread alone. But by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. If you are the Son of God. Throw yourself down. For it is written. He's quoting scripture now. He shall give his angels charge over you. And in their hands they shall bear you up. Lest you dash your foot against a stone. What I want you to get. 
is how this enemy is trying to set him up. And we easily can fall into that trap. Easily. Look at what Jesus did when they came to him about Lazarus. Jesus said, This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God. And he stayed two more days. Why? Jesus was not responding to by his emotions. He loved Lazarus. He loved the family. But he was not going to be respond, respond based on their emotional needs. He was listening from the Father what he needed to do. And that's how he responded. The same here. He was listening for how he needed to respond. And he responded likewise with the word of God. He was always walking in the light. <laughs> Get this is, this is important. How many times do we challenge on the job? Or people like, oh, how come you're not doing this and doing that? Trying to set you up. But if you're not check your ego, sometimes you get yourself in spats and stuff and work with people. You don't need to. Why? Because you're trying to defend your, yourself, your ego. So you get caught up in it. And when you get caught up in it and you're running your mouth, you're, you're, you're being under the subjection of, to the enemy. You understand where I'm going with this? Okay. So we're in a hostile environment. And people don't understand the puppet master behind the scenes pulling the strings. People come after you. It's not the people. It's the spirit behind it that's coming after you. It's not the people. It's the spirit behind it. Some people will come after you and they have no clue why they're doing what they're doing. No clue sometimes. And we try to defend ourselves because of my pride or my ego. Oh, oh, you're going to come to me like that? Well, I'm coming back to you just like... I'm coming back to you. I ain't taking that. Hey, I'm guilty of it. Okay? I'm not ashamed to say that. If you all thought I was perfect, you all are highly deceived. Okay? (laughs) Because I'm not. Okay? But But I want you to see how the enemy is trying to set him up. If, 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 if you are who you say you are, prove it to me. So, the result of our action when we act on what someone says, we have yielded to the will of another and have become their slave. We have become the slave to the person who made the suggestion and based on our ego or whatever, we respond to that to prove to them what they said. We have become that person's slave. We have just given our power over to them. So, verse 7. Oh, this is good. Jesus said to him, It is written, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. And so I read that. I mean, I've read, I've looked, I've read, we've read these scriptures. But then Jesus said to him, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. Why did Jesus respond like that? You shall not tempt the Lord your God. Right. Because, as my sister correctly said, the power of that statement Jesus knew who he was. He knew he was the son of God. God in the flesh. And Satan tried to entice him anyway. Even though it says, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. He still went and did it. Why did he do it? Why did Satan tempt him anyway? Try to tempt him anyway? Because Jesus was man. He was in the flesh. So he had a legal right to to test him. Because he was in the flesh. But the tempter, listen to this, Jesus knew his rights. He knew who he was. You see? So the tempter needed to him 
to yield to him. But Jesus didn't allow Satan to have power over him. He didn't yield to Satan. He responded based on the word which the Father, the Spirit gave him. Do you understand that? It matters. That matters. Okay? Because understand, Jesus wasn't about to yield his authority to Satan. He was there in the beginning. When Satan was created, when Lucifer then, his name was Lucifer when he was created. Jesus was there. He said, I beheld him like lightning. Fall from the sky. I was there when, he, when the war was going on, when he was kicked out. This Jesus the man is saying that. But he's also God. He was there. The, the word was in eternity, was made flesh. But he remembered what happened. By the Spirit. He didn't understand. He said, oh, I know that. That joker, he got kicked out. I was there. I was even there when he was created. Because it says all things were created by him. And by him there was nothing created that wasn't created. So he was there in the beginning. So he said, I know him. Oh, I know him. I know him. Alright? So he knew his rights. And he wasn't about to yield his authority. So he was there when the re- Jesus was there when the rebellion was put down. Jesus knew who he was. He knew his authority. He knew his allegiance, who, where and who his allegiance belonged to. He knew that. That was settled. He wasn't confused about who he was. He knew who he was. He wasn't like some domesticated animal. He was like in the wild. He knew who he was. He wasn't confused about who he was at all. Okay? So he wasn't going to allow himself to be played by Satan. But here now we got to check our ego. Alright? Because when you start hearing that who you are in Christ, that we are born of God, that we can do all things through Christ, that the enemy is under our feet, we can tend to get cocky and full of ourselves. But you got to check yourself. you got to check your ego. Because you've got to walk in humility because the enemy would use that to trip you up if you're not careful. Okay? So we just got to say, thank God for the gift. Thank God for His mercy. Thank God for all that He's doing and has done for us. Jesus never got boastful or arrogant in His responses to Satan. He just quoted the Word. Why? Because He was being an example to us how we need to respond. Don't get cocky. Don't start making up your, your own stuff. But if you're quoted, if you're, if you're responding, make sure you're responding based on the Word and your understanding. So the way Jesus responded with the word is critical. But you have to have that word in your heart. If you don't have it in your heart, you can't say what you don't know. You can't be an ignorant of the word and expect to respond in spiritual things if you don't know the word of God. So that's why he says, study the word. Show yourself. Study the word. You can't be lazy. So the same way the young learn who they are supposed to be by watching their parents, it was the same way the father was in the son showing his children who they are and how they ought to respond to the enemy. So why do you think these, these scriptures are recorded? That's, oh my God. The scriptures were recorded in Romans 15 and 1 Corinthians says, it says, for whatever things were written before were written for our learning, for examples and for our admonition or warning. The scriptures were written so that we will know who we are. The Holy Spirit will reveal to us as we study the word. Not just read it. Meditate. 
As you meditate on it, the Holy Spirit will reveal to you who you are. Do you understand? And when you get an understanding of that, you, 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 would, you would respond the way Jesus responded. Because number one, you know you're not alone. You know you have koinonia with the Father and the Son. You, you know that. You know that you're walking in the light because you're led by the Spirit. And you know when the enemy comes, you, you don't have to flip out. Whatever happens, trial, we know why the trials come. Because the Bible told us when the trial comes, it's for what? For patience. And he said, let patience have its perfect work so that you'll be perfect, lacking nothing, mature. And as patience put into action, builds endurance. And endurance, we more conform more and more like the image of Christ. But it's in the trials where you get tested. Because the enemy, that's where he comes when you're vulnerable. That's when you, you're out in the wild and you feel like your back's against the wall. And then how do you respond? you got to go in the Spirit. And the Holy Spirit will show you what to do. When to do it. And how to do it. And you meditate on the Word of God. That Word just comes up in your heart. And you say, oh. He said, this is how you pray. This is what you say. And that power, that Word that comes forth as the Spirit of God gives it to you. That is what takes the, puts the enemy to flight. Because that's when, when the... When the tempter was done with Jesus, when Jesus said, away with you, Satan left him. Because he know, hey, I, I, can't get, I can't get anywhere with this guy. And it's the same thing with us. Don't be afraid. You pray over your kids. You walk around your house like a, not, you're not a, a crazy person, but with your authority, you know who you are. Walk around your house and you proclaim God's word over your family, over your job. Whatever is ailing you, whatever trial, you speak the word of God. Let the Holy Spirit tell you, give you the words, and you speak it boldly. And watch God do miracles in your life. Watch Him put the enemy to flight. But if you've got nothing in your head, what is He going to draw on? We can't be lazy. We've got to be masters in the spirit, on spiritual things. Why do you think I'm getting this gut? Because <laughs> I'm not on my bicycle as much anymore. And you know what? I don't have the desire. My desire is I want to walk in God's ways. I want when, my, when I speak, I, the word. It is time to live the reality of the promises of God. I mean, that thing resonated with me like, like I don't know what. God is telling me it is time for you, talking to me, to manifest my life in you and through you. It is time. We are not playing church. This is not some words on a thing, on a, on a book. This has to be alive. The world has to see it. People have to see the life of God. When I pray, when I talk, things happen. We are in a hostile environment. How are the sons of God going to be made manifest? How? By the Spirit. And the only way it's going to manifest by the Spirit is if you're plumped into the vine. He said, I am the vine. You are the branches. If you abide in me, you will bear fruit. And if you don't, my father, the, the, the vine dresser, he's going to chop you off. He's going to cut you off. Anyhow. Hey, I'm just saying what's in the word. So these scriptures were written for our learning, for our understanding. That's why they were written, to tell us who we are. So Jesus is the prototype to which we all are become 
conform like Him, to be like Him. As children of God, we are so familiar with the physical. We are so into our flesh. However, we cannot forget that we are spirit beings. We are sons of God. We are not physical sons of God. We are spiritual sons of God. We are spirit beings in this, in this mortal body. So we must become masters in the spiritual realm. We must become lean and fit in the spirit so that we can be who God declared us to be. There is no need for us to fear. There is no need to be in bondage to the enemy. There is no need to yield our power to the enemy. God has already equipped us to overcome our enemy. He has already equipped us to overcome our enemy. 